Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I am here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness and support you on your journey of finding food and body freedom so you can live a nourished and fulfilled AF life. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, thank you so much for joining me today and jumping on into this episode. I am super, super, super excited for this one because it's something that I have many conversations about and I just know that it's going to change the game for so many of you listening and support you on healing your food relationship and just feeling more balance and peace around all types of food. So if you are somebody who notices that if you have sweet foods, then you end up binge eating, overeating on them. And maybe sometimes when you um, start to have sweet foods, you have this mindset of like, I have to finish the packet. Maybe you open like a bag of chocolate and you have this mindset of, I need to finish it now so it's gone by tomorrow. And there's just these urges and um, I guess in a way, like not feeling trust around sweet foods and feeling somewhat out of control around them. And maybe you even find yourself trying to avoid sweet foods because you just have this mindset of like, I can't trust myself around them. If that is you, then you need, and I'm gonna emphasize the word need, this podcast episode in your life today because I'm gonna break down the four steps that you can take to help you find more peace around sweet foods. So if you know that what I've just said sounds like you and you're nodding along going, yep, you know, I struggle with um, binge eating or overeating on sweet foods. I struggle with um, leaving some sweet foods behind. I feel like I need to finish the packet and you worry around sweet foods or maybe even you feel guilty for having sweet foods, which then triggers this urge to finish the packet because you may have this mindset of I need to get back on track tomorrow then you need this. And if you desire to be in a place where you can open a bag of chocolate, eat some, and then be able to just put them back and not sit and think about that sweet food and have that persistent thought of, I need to eat it all. If you wanna have that peace, maybe you know you wanna be that person who gets some Easter, I know Easter's been and gone, but you get some Easter eggs. And then a few weeks later, you've still got some left because you have so much peace and mindfulness around food. Maybe even you just want to be in a place where you can enjoy some dessert and not have that guilt and not have that stress. Or you want to be in a place where you can find that true balance with food where you can enjoy a wide variety of foods and just feel really connected to your body still. Then you need this episode. These four steps are going to change the freaking game. And I know that these four steps you probably haven't heard before. They're gonna be the things that are the key fundamentals to helping you with this. And it's not gonna be me just saying, you know, just implement a bit of chocolate every day and go away, you'll be fine. I'm going in on four steps that are really gonna change and lead to lifelong change within your food relationship. So you can live a best freaking life, enjoy food, feel mindful and feel connected to your body and no longer have stress around food because we don't want that no more. So if that is you, 
keep listening because these four steps are going to really, really support you on your journey. Obviously, before I jump on into the episode, um, I need to go through this week's crystal. So this week, I've actually brought along topaz, which I've actually never brought along to a podcast before. So this is a little bit new for me. Um, it's kind of a new crystal, actually, that I've been working with. And the reason that I brought it along is not only do I feel a very deep sense of connection with it anyway, and I just kind of want this energy with me today through the episode, but it's fantastic because this crystal is very good for helping you kind of cleanse your energy, cleanse your aura, and release any tension and pent-up frustration or toxic energy, which is freaking beautiful for this week's episode because basically what we're doing is we are letting go of the toxic food mindsets and we are letting go of the behaviors that aren't serving us and we are letting go of these fitness extremes of like you know you've got to eat clean all the time and these negative food rules we're letting go of all that stuff and we are finding this place of balance nourishing nutrition eating with love and feeling aligned once again with food. So this is why I've brought this along and we are going to delve on into the episode. I have my cup of tea with me today. Um, I don't know, has anyone else felt the same? Re- obviously recently, like we've had a big, in the UK, we've had that big stint of like, like really hot weather, like really hot weather. I think like a few episodes ago, I had my fan on in the podcast because it was warm. Um, And now we're going through like this stint of like, I'm not going to lie, it's giving me October vibes. <laughs> Anybody else? I did also nip into um, TK Maxx. Um, I know it's named different in other places, but TK Maxx, the UK. And I went in there the other day to their like home sense bit. And I did buy a Halloween mug, an autumnal mug. And I have no shame because <laughs> I'm feeding off that energy a little bit. But let me get into the podcast. I have my tea with me. I'm <clears throat> feeling really, really good, actually. In fact, actually, one thing I'm going to let you know just before I do delve into this, is if you do follow my Instagram, I have been talking on there about this, but right now I have opened up spaces for distant Reiki. So you may have remembered, it's been quite a few podcast episodes ago now, so I can't remember which one exactly, but I know I mentioned on one of my uh, podcasts that I was Reiki level two qualified and I had uh, passed that quite a bit ago now actually. Um, so I've just been working away, doing like loads of obviously my own Reiki cleanse that I mentioned on the podcast. I've been doing lots of Reiki on other people, like lots of just delving more and more into it. And I'm now offering sessions to everybody, really. And I'm so excited about it. You know, when you just feel deeply called to something and something just feels so right, that's what Reiki feels like for me. Like when I was having time to listen to my intuition prior to doing my Reiki level two, I was getting signs and guidance from my intuition being like, do this. I'm so glad I have it. I'm so excited. I've got a few of you already booked in for your distant Reiki sessions and I'm so excited for it. So if you want to know more about distant Reiki, so obviously with distant, it's not in person, we can do it away. But if you want to know more about distant Reiki, either drop me a DM on Instagram and my Instagram is in the show notes or you can drop me an email. My email is also in the show notes. Alternatively, on my Instagram as well, I have put a post on explaining a little bit more about Reiki and the benefits of Reiki. So I'm not going to talk about it today. I might actually do an episode on it to explain a bit more about Reiki. Um, and yeah, I will actually make a note to do that. But you can read for the time being a bit more on my Instagram or have a conversation with me 
I have got limited spots available left for this month at my inductory pricing. So if you want to book a session, then please just head to my Instagram or my email, drop me a message on there. I can just see your availability and everything and we can get you booked in. But I'm so excited. It's the perfect way to help you either relax or just have some really designated self-grounding time. It's also a great way to do subconscious healing, which you know I talk about a lot. It's help with your food and body relationship, letting go of emotional trauma and just feeling more balanced, grounded and connected basically by me helping you release those energy blockages. So I just wanted to let you know on here because I don't actually think I've mentioned it on the podcast, but let's jump on into the episode and delve into these four tips. So the first thing that you need to do when it comes to overcoming these cycles of binge eating with sweet foods and um, these struggles around sweet foods to find more balance, and I have just briefly mentioned it, is the, is the inner work. And um, I often call this a subconscious healing. So I'm going to give a few examples actually to explain this a little bit more. So let's take this one. If you've maybe, and once again, the past that you've had around food is something you should not beat yourself up for. It's happened, it's okay. The best mindset is to go, okay, those things have happened. I can look at what I can do moving forward to support myself. So we're never beating ourselves up about this. But some examples is maybe you've had a past of slimming clubs or like toxic fad diets. And I know sometimes with these, obviously we have these, Uh, very strict food morals of like this food is good this food is bad or you know sometimes this food is a sin and we can have these very strict labels or even I know sometimes within these um like clubs or off our diets we can have certain rules saved around certain foods of like oh I can't have anything sweet until it's the evening or I can't have anything sweet until I have it on a weekend something like that and what happens is uh, within this example um, is we get these deep rooted beliefs around food that are then going to influence your behaviors around food this can also link to deep rooted expectations around perfectionism because if we look at the slimming club mentality for example um, if something has been deemed bad for so long to your mind and you may have even had um, a parental figure who dieted and you was around these um, labels and rules for quite a long period of your life, also look into childhood is very important. What happens is we, just, we get so used to them that as soon as we maybe have something sweet that we've been deemed as bad, our subconscious bubbles up and then all of a sudden we're now feeling really guilty around that food and it can then trigger us to just like overeat on it. And the more we do that, the less trust we have around certain foods. So subconscious healing is important. Or like I mentioned there, maybe you have um, deep rooted perfectionism. And as soon as you've done something that you feel is quote unquote not right, kind of links to food rules and labels, we can then kind of lose this control around food or we might have this mindset of what we should be doing and then we're not and then we lead to these vicious cycles so there's many different examples within subconscious healing and I'd probably be here for hours talking about it but it's really important to understand the root behind the behavior I always say struggles with food isn't because of food now obviously we talk about food relationship and we put such a big focus on the food itself and what we're consuming which does play a part But 
that behavior or that mindset around food itself is going to have a root cause. And a big thing of within my work that is one of the key fundamentals to healing your food relationship is you need to understand that root cause. Once again, if we never understand the root cause, how are we gonna have lifelong food freedom? We're not, because if we never work through that root cause, it's always gonna keep coming up and keep impacting our behaviors and mindset around food. Um, it's the same with everything, you know, cause effect. We always have to find what the cause is that's leading to that effect. And it's the same with your food relationship. We have to understand the trigger, the deep rooted cause. And this can take some time and this can take some deep inner work and really exploring what's led to those behaviors. Because once again, it's not just because you don't have willpower around food. It's because there's something much deeper that is actually impacting your behaviors around food. And um, so I didn't, I had a come just as a like brief example, I had a conversation with my clients the other day and she was on about emotional eating. Um, and one thing that she said within our conversation and that she said that she found it hard sometimes to do the stress management technique she was supposed to do and she couldn't understand why. We unpicked this and we actually understood it was because she had deep-rooted perfectionism. So when she was feeling these moments of like chaotic energy and stress and overwhelm, her perfectionism was triggered, making her think that she was no longer being perfect and things felt a bit out of control, which then led to her self-sabotaging. So <clears throat> she didn't do the stress management techniques and she was finding it hard to do that because her brain went into full, full self-sabotaging mode. And this was what was causing a lot of her binge eating behaviors. So what we've been able to do is pick that apart and go, actually, it's because of her deep-rooted perfectionism that is impacting that. And now because we're working through that, guess what? She's noticing changes within her behaviors around food and things are feeling better. What, what we could have done is just gone, oh, well. And once again, looking at the food you're eating does matter and this is important, but it's more than that. I could have just gone to her, just have um, more filling meals and just self-ground which she needs to do and she's been doing but we need to do that inner work as well all those behaviors and mindsets are never going to change does that make sense I hope this is kind of hitting home and this is why <clears throat> the subconscious healing is fundamental we have to understand the root and we have to heal that if we want lifelong food relationship change so subconscious subconscious healing is key if you want to have more peace around foods and being at a point where you can have this balance around food the healing is fundamental the second thing that you need to do is work on self-trust linking within this we can look at mindfulness as well so often a big reason as to why we can struggle around sweet foods is lack of self-trust and because we don't have that trust and that connection with ourselves, we can find it easier to, I guess the best term to, to say is like feel a little bit out of control in these moments because we're not, we haven't got the trust within ourselves. So it becomes easier to notice these binge overeating behaviors around food and the guilt because we've not got that trust within us. Think of an example like this. If um, you were to go to a buffet and well, I'm going to use this example. One of my aunties, <laughs> this is a bizarre story, but one of my aunties, she's an absolute queen of dessert buffets. Like, I mean, queen. Every time you'll go over for like someone's party, you'll have like the spread of, this is a bit of a tangent, but you'll have like the spread of all the, like the main dishes and like savory food and everything. You'll have that. The table then gets cleared. And let me tell you, the dessert buffet comes out and it's a freaking amazing buffet of dessert. <laughs> I like there's loads there, but think of that example. There's, you're at a buffet, there's loads of desserts around you, or um, you're at home and there's, there's sweets and stuff in the cupboard. 
what do you feel like your behaviors would be like do you feel like it's going to be oh you see all the food and it's you're just gonna want to eat it all and often that behavior where it's that like struggling to be connected with your body and struggling to feel mindful and connected and in balance and in moderation around food is down to this lack of self-trust. Now with self-trust, that's a whole nother episode on itself. There's so many areas that link into self-trust, whether it's to do with self-connection and intuition, whether it's to do with mindful eating practices and mindful daily practices to help you be more connected, whether it's it's to do with even things like the relationship that you have with yourself. If you've got quite a negative relationship with yourself, it becomes a lot harder to trust ourselves. So there's so many avenues around this. And also as well, it can be very individual dependent on the steps that you take to support with self-trust. Let's say that you're somebody who feels like you've got no mindfulness around sweet foods whatsoever. The last thing I'm gonna instantly do is say, oh, do you know what? Just buy loads of sweet food in your cupboard and just just make yourself like try not, you know, eat all of it. Because do you see what I mean? The steps too big. So the steps that you take to gain more self-trust are very individual dependent of where you're at in your journey. Because I never one or recommend going from zero to 100 real quick. Now, as you know, I always recommend the inner work and you have to do the outer work. For example, I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later on, like creating the change. If you, for example, struggle around sweet foods, you have to start exposing yourself to being around sweet foods to gain more self-trust whilst also doing the, the, the inner work as well. But whilst exposing and having more um, time around these foods to get more comfortable with them, I don't want you to step out your threshold because then it gets too overwhelming. So if, for an example might be, if you really do struggle, like I've just said, I'm not gonna say, oh, just buy loads of sweet foods on your sweet shop, at your food shop and just put them in your cupboard. We're gonna actually break it down into more manageable, steady steps so it's realistic for you. Because yes, you have to step out what you're used to to get more comfortable around foods, but you don't wanna step out too much that it freaks you the heck out and it feels too much because then that's actually gonna be counterproductive. Does that make sense? So <clears throat> that's the thing with self-trust. And like I said, there's many different avenues with self-trust that you can work on. If you wanna know a little bit more about self-trust in particular and looking into those different avenues that I spoke about, just head to my Instagram um, or you can drop me an email, both like I say are in the show notes um, and just be like, <clears throat> Becca, yo, give me a bit more information on this, please. And I can delve into those steps a little bit more for you as well. And yeah, feel free to drop me a DM. The third thing that I would recommend is avoid saying or having the expectation of I'll never binge again. Because promising yourself that you'll never binge again or promising yourself that you'll never, you know, overeat on sweet foods or promising yourself that that's never going to happen and you just need to be really mindful all the time isn't the answer. Because the reality is, especially if we're looking at the now, and I relate to this, like when I was struggling these cycles as, as well of like binge restrict, especially around sweet foods, I didn't used to have trust around foods. I actually remember one time in my journey where, because a lot of mine came from restriction and loads of other stuff, obviously deep rooted that behavior. And when I was then having these sweet foods and I had no trust because I weren't having them, when I did have them, I remember once I went to Tesco, I bought some donuts and I just, I, I ate all of them. 
And that wasn't from a place of desire of actually wanting them. It was from a place of I didn't have the trust around them. But the one thing that at that time in my journey that I really focused on, and if you're at that point now where you don't feel that, that trust and that that control around food and that balance, is don't say you're never going to binge again. Because first of all, your food relationship journey is not freaking linear, there's ups and downs. So if you're working through things like uh, restrict binge cycles and th- those kind of behaviours, it's not going to change overnight. You're not going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, my voice just went, you're not going to implement these techniques and then never do it again. It's going to take some time. You might be at a point where you um, you notice some changes and then sometimes you notice a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a blip happen and you over it. Take one of my clients, for example. We've worked loads on emotional eating, things have been going really, really well. And then she had one day the um other week where she noticed a little bit of emotional eating happen. And the thing that I love is she went, that's okay, because I know it can happen sometimes. I'm gonna look how I can grow from it. And sometimes you are gonna have these blips and you are gonna notice these behaviours come in. But the moment you tell yourself, I'll never do it again, and you try and make that promise to yourself, guess what? When it happens that that fear of that um mindset of failure drops down on you like a ton of freaking bricks and then it leads to self-sabotaging behaviors whereas when you have this mindset of like i'm just reducing these behaviors you kind of have that acceptance that these things can sometimes happen you're gonna within your life sometimes overeat and that's okay we don't want to demonize overeating and be like i should never ever 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 do it they just have that acceptance of we want the mindfulness and the alignment and the nourishment and the self-trust and the balance around food but sometimes you might overeat a bit like take an example Christmas I use this one all the time sometimes we overeat a bit more on sweet foods there but that doesn't mean you're you're a terrible person so I always say try avoid this mindset of I'll never binge again I'm promising myself from today that I won't binge again and this is it whereas more of having this I'm going to reduce this behavior from a place of kindness but accept that duality of the journey as well the fourth thing that I would say and the last one is the outer work is so freaking necessary and I did briefly touch upon this earlier you have to break unaligned patterns in order to break this cycle of binging on sweet foods all the time you have to break unaligned patterns the patterns that you've got are going to be so individual to you and your story to use an example from earlier, slimming clubs. One thing that sometimes happens is, um, and I've helped a lot of women with this, is this mindset of saving loads of sweet foods for the evening for like a sweet snack plate, which isn't always serving them because then sometimes they end up like maybe eating more on those foods or sometimes it leads to like less control around those foods or leads to having um food rules around sweet foods and sometimes underlying patterns is maybe you've just got into a routine of you've got to have something sweet at a certain point of the day or maybe you've got into this habit of every time that you eat chocolate it's I need to eat the whole bag and it's just become a bit of a pattern a bit of a habit or maybe on a Saturday it's become a bit of a pattern or a habit of I need to eat lots of sweet food so obviously the pattern and the behavior you experience is individual to you and that's why getting curious around where you're at now is really fundamental because it's not like a I guess like a one size fits all, like everybody's stories and behaviors and mindsets. We can have similarities, but just exploring where you're at is very fundamental. But if you've got these patterns and behaviors and maybe they've become a bit of a habit or just what you've been used to, then that can then be the reason for not feeling mindful around sweet foods. Because first of all, if it's coming from a place of habit, 
then it's not really mindful anymore because you feel like you have to do it. But also that can then be the thing that leads to these cycles of like binge overeat all the time because you're so used to, you're so used to doing that here is to explore where you're at now and what your behaviors are like and then what you want to do like I kind of mentioned earlier I did go a bit ahead of myself earlier with that is you've got to you've got to step out where you are now and do that outer change to create change so what I mean by that is you need the inner work and you need to do that but if you just do the my voice keeps going and I have no idea why only do the inner work. So what I mean by that is if you only work on the subconscious healing, changing your beliefs, all of that stuff, and you never do outer work, you're not gonna find more freedom around sweet foods. But if you only do the outer work and you never do the inner work, you're never gonna have lifelong lasting peace around all foods, including sweet foods. But my favorite phrase of all, if you achieve the middle ground, and I freaking swear by the middle ground, I'm literally like a broken freaking record saying it. If you find the middle ground, that is your sweet recipe to finally break in these cycles of like binging on sweet foods, struggling to start feeling guilt around them. This is how you do it. You need um, to combine the inner and the outer, which in this context looks like The inner is the subconscious healing, changing the beliefs, doing all that mindset work. The outer looks like getting yourself more comfortable around food. And one way to do that is go and actually put yourself in those situations. If you've been really struggling with feeling mindful around a pack of biscuits, then we have to put you in that situation to either overcome food labels around that food which are influencing your behaviors or we have to put you in that situation to actually implement mindful eating techniques to help you actually um, feel more peace around those foods or if you struggle at meals out or buffets or family parties whatever it might be we have to say yes to those situations sometimes to be in that environment that allows you to implement those techniques and see the growth Does that make sense? So if you're never putting yourself in those situations, you're never learning how to have permission to eat those foods in a mindful manner, and you're never learning how to have trust around those foods. We have to do a mixture of the two. And I know sometimes that that can bring up elements of fear for people, because if you've been so used to restricting certain foods or so used to these never, like these vicious cycles of binge overeat all the time, it's a little bit fearful now trying to incorporate some of those and teach mindfulness within them and feel that sense of connection and trust. But this is why I always say, even if this fear, we feel the fear and we do it anyway. Because by combining the inner and the outer, that is the only way that you're going to find freedom around those foods. And I can tell you that from experience. The only way that I can now have a literal drawer in my house with loads of different snacks in there, including some chocolates and stuff like that. And some days not even have anything from there. And some days I do mindfully is simply from doing the inner and outer work. And I used to be that person, I've just said that to you, who bought a pack of donuts and I'd eat every single one of them. Whereas now I had 12 donuts for my birthday and we took ages to eat some of them. 
because I didn't have that desire to finish the lot off. And that has come from inner and outer work. And it's what my clients do as well. When you combine those two, that is your sweet answer because you get to change the mindset, heal the subconscious, let go of the things you need to let go of, clear energy, find more balance there, amazing. But then you also start putting yourself in those situations. And once again, with putting yourself in those situations, we learn loads of techniques. So this is what I help my clients with as well. One of my clients, for example, this weekend coming is going to Poland with a partner and she's learned loads of techniques around um, mindfulness with food, loads of variety of stuff. And she's just implementing those. And that's what's going to allow her to grow a food relationship even more because she's actually putting herself in that situation to feel more freedom with food. So especially with sweet foods, we have to then step out the comfort zone a bit and actually have those foods to gain trust around those foods as well, whilst also doing that mindset work to help with inner trust. It's a variety of the two. So there are like your things that you need to do to help you gain more peace around sweet foods. So you can have a pack of biscuits, have a couple, and not feel the urge to eat all of them. And sometimes we eat more biscuits and sometimes we eat less. We don't need to have strict rules around it, but this is the key aspect of helping you do that. So those four steps are your best friend, inner and outer work is your best friend, using those principles are going to be your best friend and lead to freaking amazing change. If you're listening to this and you're like, yes, oh my gosh, that is me. I'm tired of these cycles of binge restrict. I'm tired of these cycles of not feeling mindful around sweet foods and stressing around food and always overeating on the chocolate that I eat and never feeling content and always feeling guilty afterwards. And every single day I'm worrying about food and these battles with food and it's just tiring and it's draining. And if that is you, and not only do you want more peace around sweet foods but all types of food you want more self-connection you want to let go of these years of toxic diet culture that has literally been eaten away at these food mindsets and morals that you've got and you're ready for that peace and that freedom and that nourishment and just to live a life where food doesn't take over all of your thoughts then I got the answer for you Go to my uh, show notes of the podcast and come apply for one-to-one coaching. Um, you can also drop me a DM on Instagram if you prefer, but one-to-one is the place to be and it's really, really gonna give us the space to delve into your subconscious and not only do the subconscious healing, like I spoke about, and show you how to do that, but also the outer work as well. So you can combine the two to find that freedom with food. So if you wanna know more about one-to-one, then please come apply at the link in my bio I do have a few spots available or you're more than welcome to pop me a dm over on instagram and we can chat through there and then you can commit to your journey of finding more peace with food more peace within your body and just start living a healthy nourished and fulfilled as fuck life so you can live a freaking amazing one so can't wait to chat to some of you as always thank you so much for joining me this week I've had a freaking blast and it's been absolutely lush to chat with you all Uh, charlie is just peeped up a little bit he said he's come to say goodbye haven't you charlie and but yes thank you so much for joining me and i will speak to you all in the next episode